Untie me! I'm gonna hide you! Under the water! We can't reach you there. We won't find you. No, 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 no. No, you can't. No, I can't hide in the water. I can't breathe under the water. No, you don't understand. You're confused. No, 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 no. You're confused. I can't. I can't hide in the water. Stop it. This isn't hiding! This isn't hiding! This is an Heidi, stop it! Stop it, no! Stop it, no! You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 49, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where the honeymoon phase is the best it'll ever be. (laughs) That's pretty sad. (laughs) I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. (laughs) I was expecting Sarah to say something, but no, she's just being little bitch over there on the couch. Whoa! Yeah. Hey! Starting it off that, rough. That's my fiance. You better watch your gauge, my friend. Jeez. You better watch your steps, Michael. I've just already been drinking, so now I'm coming down and this is my hangover. Well, I think you look like a land mermaid. Oh, you. <laughs> you beautiful babe. Isn't that a seal? <laughs> <laughs> you no. son of a bitch! No, no a, a seal still lives in the ocean. What are you talking about? Oh, we're off to a bang this weekend. I'm just trying to tell you that you look gorgeous sitting over there. That's all. Um, so how are you, gentlemen? How has the week treated you? Oh, not too bad. It's been busy. It was very youper of you. Oh, not too bad. Oh, you know, not too bad, eh? It's been a week. It's been a week there. Uh, yeah, I've just been running around, getting ready for this. we got a wedding coming up this weekend. We do. Trying to get ready for that. I, I, I actually just got a text from the, the groom, and... Uh, he has informed us that so we have a little we have a little karaoke karaoke group called the Jacket Express, and uh, so we go to dive bars and we all wear really terrible like dollar store blazers, not dollar store. What's the um like thrift thrift, thrift store blazers? And our flagship song is of course, for the longest time by Billy Joel. And he says, hey there, boys. So I had a little chat with the DJ. want to give you a little heads up that the Jacket Express will be asked to perform their flagship song on Friday. So get those lyrics down and warm up those voices. It's absolutely amazing to me that any of these guys, let alone all of these guys, have gotten married. Why? (laughs) Time! Dude, our golden pipes is what landed us the ladies. That's how it works. What about, what about my golden pipes? Your pipes are made out of your bronze, oh. like like bronze that's been sitting at the bottom of the sea for twelve years. <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> I'm sure even the crab got married. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian, probably. Yeah, so probably. anyway, what have you been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. Kind of a crazy week for me. Um, not to be a uh, not to be a downer here. We're usually a pretty heavy podcast here, yeah. or whatever. Um, but I figure you know we we do have a little bit of a platform here. 
And so I'm going to use that to my advantage. Yeah, and, go for it, Because even man. if one person gets any shit out of this... Yeah. Uh, um, Tuesday morning, I woke up to a phone call from my father that uh, a cousin of mine passed away in a bad motorcycle accident. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not going to go into it or anything like that, but for the love of God, if you ride, please wear a helmet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, this, this, his death could very well possibly have been avoided had he been wearing one. And, you know, whenever I see people riding motorcycles <clears throat> without them... You know, my my first reaction is like, there's an organ donor, like like you know, it, it's yeah, and that sounds yeah, that sounds, sounds terrible, it sounds but terrible, but it's like the truth of the matter is, is that they they work for a reason, you know. Um, well, I mean, Ju- Justin, you ride, and I wear full gear. Could be the hottest day, and I got a full racing jacket on with gloves and I mean, a helmet, ha- full face helmet. Have you ever had any close calls or anything? I, I've had a couple people cut me off or come right into my lane and when I had to swerve out of the way or and just that, people speed out are stupid not with me I'm a very safe rider well, yeah, you know? exactly but that's and, the that's kind of the point like on, on a long enough timeline it seems like every person that I know that rides has had some sort of encounter yeah. where there was a close call and and a helmet's not going to stop the accidents from happening but sure. it'll, it'll stop the 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 pointless deaths right a lot of times at yeah. least you know uh, another buddy of mine you know he goes always wear a helmet and a high-vis jacket he goes I can't tell you how many times I've ridden and he has like a, one of those <laughs> Reflective leather yeah. jackets on. And yeah. He goes, I can't tell you how many times people have told me that if it wasn't for your jacket, I wouldn't have seen you. Yeah, you know, and that's that's unfortunately when you're riding a bike, that is a risk that you take. Mm-hmm. You're a smaller object on the road, so just just be safe. Well, just and be a, safe. And a people. lot of them zip around and stuff sure. like that. It's a, there's there's a lot of irresponsible riders yeah. as well. But at the same time, like regardless <laughs> of how they're riding, you yeah, should be and on in the, the case, lookout. In in the case of my cousin, it wasn't his fault at all. Some right. some girl pulled out in front of him, and he. There's there's nothing you can do. But he should have been wearing that he should, helmet. That, that's which, that's the the, yeah. the moral of the story. Please please please, if you ride, wear a helmet. When they passed that law in Michigan that yeah. motorcyclists no longer had to wear helmets, I was like, what what yeah. purpose does this serve at all? It's like, but I got to wear my seatbelt in the car. Yeah, though, exactly. Still, you it's know? like yeah. that's like yeah. taking the seatbelt law away. It's like it doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's terrible news and it's it's so sad, man. But like I said, I figure even happen. if there's one person that listens though that might think twice about it next time. Yeah, I figure I'll do some good. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, well, rest in peace to your cousin, man. We're and uh, sending out good prayers and positive vibes to your family. Yeah. And, well, thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Definitely. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get back into the fun stuff, shall we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down there for a moment. Let's let's talk about people getting killed in the movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. What about you, Jay? You got anything going on? I've uh, just been hustling, man. Mixing, finishing, mixing on an album right now, and uh, been slaving away all week doing that. So it's it's fun stuff. So when can we expect that? Friday. Friday. It's coming out on Friday. That that'll be my fin- my completion date. Oh, nice. It's coming to so. completion on Friday. <laughs> just takes, complete. It takes him a while. He started oh. today. <laughs> he started today. It's Revs com- it up a little bit every day. <laughs> Wait for it. It's coming on Friday. Oh, it's done. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Uh, so this week we're talking about honeymoons and newlyweds. Yeah, we you know why? To... Because we're in the middle of fucking wedding oh, season. Wedding season. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, like we said, we've got a wedding coming up this weekend. We've got uh, two more in, in a in less like, than a month. Yeah, in less than a month. I have um, two more less than a month after that. Right. Exactly. I've got another one. In, <laughs> I've got another one kind of far removed in January, and then these. Fine young folks decided that would you guys are going for 2019, right? Yeah. So we got a little bit of breathing room. Well, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Oh shit! I that got gives two you years. T- that gives you time to save up there, bud. Not only am I going to Hawaii, I'm going to go to Asia, and 
Are you really going India? to India? You're not going to any of those. I'm places. just gonna walk. I'm gonna walk. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start from from Michigan and go to Hawaii. I'm gonna Moses my ass across the ocean. <laughs> I'm just going to walk back home. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's reel it back in here. So, yeah, today we're talking about, uh, well, newlyweds, honeymoons. Everybody everybody in these three movies that we're, we're talking about are f- fresh off the fresh off the vows. I don't say off the boat? Fresh off the boat. Well, it, <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> fresh off the wedding vows. And so, uh, in honor of that, Michael went out and he found... There's a little bit of backstory here. At, okay. at, at first, Mike Mike had this idea. He's like, "Well, there's there's Blue Moon beer, and they make and they make honey wheat. So it's a honey moon. Moon. Come to <laughs> come to find out, when he was doing a little bit of, a little bit of research, the name of this beer actually used to be Honey Moon. Yeah. Uh, when the, when it first came out, this beer has changed names. Like this particular beer they put out, it's the same. It's the exact same uh, brew. It's just it's changed names like four or five times. Uh, I think it it started off as honeymoon, and then it changed to just their honey wheat. Now, it, then it was their summer ale, and I think now it's their summer honey wheat, is what it is now. Right. So it's just changed a bunch. I could have been wrong. I'm not going to bother correct myself if I am. But like, it's gone through a bunch of different uh, iterations. So hey, this is what we get. The uh, the rare twist off too, I know, which right? I I really enjoy that. Um, this is uh, crafted with wheat and clover honey. We uh. Jay's gonna have himself a mango wheat, so that he doesn't, so that he doesn't break his uh, his vegan edge Twelve again. Twelve fucking years, Jim's. <laughs> Jim's. I'm over it. You know what? I'm over it. <laughs> Fuck you, Jay. <laughs> so yeah, so let's give this a little try. I uh, I didn't do. Let's try it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about, okay. and then I'm gonna look up to see if there's a a description online about this. Oh, okay. So let's give so it a cheers. little try. Cheers. Blue Moon. That was a delightful beer. I've never, you know, I've never really had a a, a beer from Blue Moon that I didn't like. Yeah, I say. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of moons, and uh-huh. the opposite of moons, there's a solar eclipse coming up. Is there it? is a solar. Yes, I, thought, there I is. thought you were going a different direction with oh, that. Oh, what's that? The moon that I saw on the way home from last week's podcast episode. What? <laughs> when I when Tell I was driving, more. it was like two a.m. and I'm driving down the road, and super dark out, and all of a sudden I see a bare ass in front of me in the middle of the street. Oh, <laughs> dude, I forgot. And, that and there was a guy standing in the middle of the road, and I nearly hit him because I couldn't see him. He was wearing dark clothing, and I had to swerve out of the way last second. Do and, you? Uh, I asked you when you texted us about this. Was he standing there like? He was, was trying standing to in the, get hit, or what I, the I don't hell know. Was he, he was in the middle of the street, and his pants are pulled down to his ass, and his hands were on his hips. What? And then, as soon as I got super close and almost hitting him, I saw him turn his head back, was and he, he had like a smile on his face. Was he taking a shit? Like, no, <laughs> he was just standing straight, vertical. That's so oh, weird, I think like man. hands or hips, like he squatted. No, like his hands are <laughs> on his hips, but standing straight. And Dude, weird. Oh, that's creepy. Was he? Was he a Smurf? No, because then, no. then it would be a blue moon. <laughs> ah, okay, here we go. Ah, summer honey wheat at last. When we first opened our doors in 1995, our summer seasonal was one of the first beers we brewed. Back then, we called it Honey Blonde Ale, and it was a favorite of baseball fans coming to a game during the heat of the Colorado summer. It took an extended summer break in 1999, reappearing in 2006 uh, in time to win a gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival under the name Blue Moon Honeymoon. Hey, hey there you go. You. I knew some shit. In the specialty honey lager or ale category. In 2010, it became known as Blue Moon Summer Honey Wheat Ale. 
I like honeymoon better. Uh, the beer with more name changes than a professional athlete. Today, <laughs> t- today, Blue Moon Summer Honey Wheat is crafted with clover honey and orange peel for a refreshing taste that makes the most of sun-soaked days. Gold medal at the 2010 Great American Beer Festival, Blue Moon Summer Honey Wheat Ale. Special. Why am I reading that part? <laughs> uh, geez, I got the whole profile and food pairings and everything. You don't need to hear the profile, but here, if you want to know uh, the food pairings. Sure. Subtle flavors of clover honey and orange peel oh, pair, I wonder why. pair well with <laughs> grilled summer fare, such as marinated chicken or pork with honey mustard sauce. Ooh, gross. Can you eat a honey mustard? I've only liked one honey mustard in my entire life, and that's Tim Hortons. Really? Sandwiches. It's the only one. Because, because it's more honey than it is mustard, and it really dilutes. It really dilutes the mustard flavor. Tim Hortons does have a good honey mustard. Fun what, fact: um, Michael hates mustard. Yeah, we've talked oh. about that on the show before. <laughs> yeah. But if you if you've missed those little times we've talked about it, um, I, I have d- a phobia of mustard. Yeah, I doubted him that he would. He said he would throw up if he ate mustard, and I doubted him. And so I made him eat some, and he did throw up promptly. Throw up right right <laughs> there on the spot. In our buddy's brand new house and sink in his kitchen. And you know what that made you? <laughs> a dumb person. No one else is dumb when we get shit wrong on this show. Nice. Nah. Nice. Nah. Right around on that segue. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! All right, we got a couple things wrong last week. Uh, we were talking about... Hey, uh, not hey, dude. Uh, salute your shorts last week. At the hey, beginning, dude. At the beginning of the episode. Uh, and you mentioned that the guy that played Sponge was in Rilo Kylie with uh, nope. Jenny. Not Sponge. You did. No, I you said. D- no, you did. <laughs> I think you did. No, <laughs> you think I did, but I didn't. Well, I no, specifically... I said the guy who was the new camper. Yes, you said the new camper was Sponge, though. No, I didn't. No, I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure you Mike, did. Mike, you have to listen to the episodes before you I do did. corrections. I, no. I made a note of this while I was listening to it. Yeah, it no. was Pinsky. Pinsky is the guy that's in Rilo Kylie. Right. Oh, I, fuck he, me. Pun- what do you got? What do you got? All right. <laughs> fuck. You suck at this. All right. Um. Well, just to just to uh, reiterate, Dakota Fanning is in hide and seek. Nope. She's not. Well, yes, she was with Bob De Niro. Nope. Uh. So that was her first. That was her first uh, genre. Yes, flick, I looked that I up. You were, you were correct on that. Uh, also, um, I have to apologize to Kyle Laugh. Because I kind of I was I, I, I kind of said his podcast name in a hurry last week, and I said the Laughing Podcast. That is not the name of his podcast. Kyle Laugh is from the Laughing Horror Podcast. Which, by the way, if you want like just some really awesome horror news on a on a regular basis, go check out the Laughing Horror Podcast. Yes, the Laughing Podcast is his <laughs> podcast about clowns. Tiddlywinks. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Sci-Fi did not produce Spawn. I said they did. Your mom produced Spawn. <laughs> Jesus. She's <laughs> so off the rails today. Um, and actually, on that note, uh, we were talking about how the digital effects in that movie were, like, they looked really, like, disjointed. Yeah. And uh, I actually did a little bit more research on that, and there's a reason for that. And I'm yeah. going to read to you a little snippet. Please do. Please oh, do. I will. It'll be it'll be great. Uh, to cut production time by a week, uh, Goldman, who is one of the producers of Spawn, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldman lent one million dollars to engage a guy named John Gower's Santa Barbara Studios to develop the digitally produced hell sequences, the ones that look terrible. Um, the visual effects, the visual effects. Wait, so, so he he donated a million dollars to his other guy to do the hell sequences to do some shitty work. Yeah, basically. Okay. Right. Uh, the visual effects shot count <clears throat> increased from seventy-seven to over four hundred, creating uh, created by twenty-two companies in the United States, Canada, and Japan, requiring. 70 people and nearly 11 months to complete. Seems like ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, which is uh, Lucas's company, Mm -hmm. I believe it's Lucas's company, uh, did most of the work uh, creating 85 shots at a cost of $8.5 million. The most difficult sequences to render in the film included the Violator, Spawn's digital cape, and some of Spawn's transformations. Uh, More than half of the final effects in the shot were delivered two weeks before the film's debut. Wow. So this is what I'm picking up. They were were delivered two weeks before the film's debut? So, So here's what I'm picking it up. ILM did the awesome violator stuff and mm-hmm. the awesome like cape stuff and like the stuff that really holds up and the transformation. <clears throat> ILM did all that. This other company was charged with doing the hell sequences and that's why it looks fucking terrible. Yeah. So it literally was, from my understanding, two different companies <coughs> that employed other people under- underneath them, obviously, but like two different companies at the helm that did one thing and the other thing and there's a very, very big difference <coughs> well, in uh, quality. Uh, aside from all of that, the real... The real heroes of this situation are the fucking editors. Yeah. The people who had to put this shit into the movie with two weeks before the premiere. Especially Mel- if you ever used Final Cut Pro, you know how long that shit takes to <laughs> render? <laughs> like, uh, Mel Boga. Anytime you change anything, it's like, here, <laughs> wait 15 minutes. The hell sequences with uh, Mel-, Mel Boga. I can never say his name right. I, I Mel Boglia, whatever. He's the big devil dude, you know? Yep. His mouth doesn't even move. <laughs> like, literally, it doesn't even move. It's it's like I said it's old like it's it's like bad video game graphics. Your mouth is moving too much right now. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um. Well, we can stop my mouth from moving if you give me another beer, please. Okay. Just put something between those lips. <laughs> Would you like it? We actually got a sampler pack here. Uh, I want to try with, the mango with the honey wheat. You want to try the mango? I would wheat? like to try the mango. We, a, we had our honeymoon, and we're the honeymoon phase is over. The honeymoon we're, phase is over. We're moving on to the uh, mango wheat. I'm trying to I'm trying to put mango into mandingo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard time doing it. Shut your mouth. All right, all right. It's time for the bleed feed. Whoa. That's right, folks, it's the Bleed Feed. Old Salisbury Joe's gonna make this one quick because Sarah's on the make. Hey, hey, girl. Take it away, Charlie. Better watch it there, Whoa. Salisbury Joe. Shut your sauce box. Hey, keep those flirts inside your pocket. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so we were just talking about Spawn. Yes. So I figured we'll kick off the news segment with uh, a little Spawn news. Uh, this week is the San Diego Comic-Con, so there's tons of news coming out of, you know, San Diego, San Diego. <laughs> coming out of the whale of vagina, <laughs> uh, and the most one of the most exciting things for me at least is, I think it was last week or the week before we talked about how don't expect a new Spawn movie anytime soon because McFarlane has a set of demands that are not easy to work with and this and that. Well, not that that's bullshit because we have a lot of news on it. Uh, he uh, went on the IMD boat with Kevin Smith uh, over the weekend. IMD boat. That's what they call it. And um, and uh, he uh, McFarlane was talking to Kevin Smith, and he uh, 
revealed that he is making the new Spawn movie with Bloomhouse, uh, Bloomhouse uh, producing it. Really? Jason Bloom has come on to produce the new Spawn movie. Out of nowhere. So Jason Jason Bloom has come on. Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, I'm excited, though, because he belie- apparently he believes in McFarlane's vision, and he wants McFarlane's going to direct it, and he's- McFarlane's getting everything he wanted with uh, Jason Bloom behind him. So that's really exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Bloomhouse knows how to make creepy, dark movies, which is exactly what he wants to make. Cool. We're also getting more details now about what the Spawn movie is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and-, and one of the biggest uh, key points is that Spawn is not the main character. Really? Yes. Uh, Spawn is not the main character. Spawn, in fact, doesn't speak at all in this entire movie. What? Uh, It actually focuses around uh, uh, two cops, uh, one by the name of Twitch. uh, And it's Twitch and his partner are two main characters in the comic books. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's going to center around the cop. And he and and he was McFarlane was saying that uh, when he when he pitched this, people were like, "Well, how can you have a movie called Spawn and Spawn's not the main character?" And his and his response to that was, "Well, you know, it makes me think of this movie called Jaws." (laughs) <laughs> it's named after a character that doesn't speak and he just kind of shows up and he comes in real quick and he's a huge character but he's only there every now and then and, and that's what it's about right on and so he basically pitched this new Spawn movie like a Jaws movie that huh. it centers around these characters that build the story up and that's what it's going to be and so okay he apparently also wrote this script with the lead he wrote it with Leonardo DiCaprio in mind really? really? <laughs> yeah very interesting Apparently, he liked Leonardo DiCaprio a lot in The Wolf of Wall Street. Never let that That really spawn. intense character. That's how he wrote the character. Well, who didn't like Leo in The Wolf of Wall Street? That's Come true. On. That's true. Uh, I like uh, Margot Robbie a little better, but that's just me. Um, You're a pervert. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess also, um, Jamie Foxx has been wanting to play the role of Al Simmons, Spawn, for a long time. Okay. Really? But being that there's no speaking role now... I don't know why no, he doesn't care. Work. Now yeah. he's out. Well, he, it's not that he's out. I just not that sure that would ever come to fruition now. But um, anyway, yeah, that's 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 your spawn news for the week. Because <laughs> you're because you're gonna have to pay somebody like a hundred million dollars to not speak on screen. Yeah, he just shows up. Doesn't have to remember any lines. <laughs> uh, also, uh, we usually start the uh, we usually start the news segment with people who have passed away. Uh, I skipped that for whatever reason. Uh, but we do have a death this week in uh, John Hurd passed away. Oh. Yeah. That was uh, Home Alone, right? Yes, the father in Home Alone. Oh. And also in Chud. Chud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where I remember him from. <laughs> um, yeah, John Hurd, uh, I don't know exactly what he passed away from. Uh, he was the age of 72. Um, Man, I can't yeah. believe he was 72 already. Yeah, I know, right? I, I just saw him. What, he was in a movie not too recently. He was in that. He was uh, in, would You Rather. Would You, would you Rather. Yeah. yeah. And, that's yep. last, and he doesn't, didn't look that old in it, in all fairness. He was in his 50s. No, he looked movie. pretty damn good for his age. Uh, yeah, that's too bad, man. Um, he was found dead. He was found dead after un- undergoing back surgery. Wow. Oh, so so I don't, some I, kind of complication. Some some or, sort of complication yeah. or something. So, um, yeah, that that yeah. Yeah, it sucks. He was also in the first Sharknado. <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> so he pretty much he pretty much made it to where he needed to make it. <laughs> if you're in a Sharknado movie. Let's uh let's uh let's let's raise raise one up real quick for John Hurd here. Yep. Um what else you got there? 
So tomorrow, this isn't really news because it doesn't come out until tomorrow, but there's going to be a new um, It trailer that gets released Ooh. tomorrow. However, they released a teaser for the trailer because that's a thing now. And they... Oh, a teaser trailer? A teaser for the trailer. Well, I mean, it's like... Yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah, it's it's whatever. Um, hey, we live in different times here, I Michael. Know, I know. Yeah, where but kids propose for what prom. this what this little proposal <laughs> ten second video shows though is the first time that you hear Pennywise's laugh. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's really really creepy. I'm getting more sold on this movie as we go on. I started so, off pretty cynical about it. I'm getting more sold on it as. I mean, I'm pretty excited at this point. Yeah. Uh, I the the laugh is like so saturated in in reverb and stuff it's really kind of it's kind of hard to hear i just picture that's the way he sounds when he's in the sewer that yeah, that's what i imagine yeah too. oh yeah well no, it's bouncing off the sides right of the walls, that's you know? I'm, I'm sure that's what it's you know kind of implying you got but... it right there click it play it oh i just x out of it give me a second here oh okay oh, no. I, I think that um i i like the way that the little hints and little things are given away for this movie too like it seems like they're just dropping these little subtle things here and there, mm-hmm. and in building towards this big, bah, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like they've just been kind of, and I, I think that's kind of how they. Honestly, I think it's out of necessity in a way because the original miniseries has such a huge following that I feel like they've kind of had to just kind of like leak things a little bit of it at a time right because a lot it's, of movies are just so here's the trailer the movie's coming out you watch the movie and you never hear it about it's it again. essentially like handling the hardcore fan and I, I i don't mean to put down the hardcore fans of the original miniseries because yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people but it's kind of like handling them with kid gloves they're easing them into easing the new, them into yeah. the new yeah exactly and i i think that's what they're doing all right i'm gonna play this clip here right now you're gonna hear some stuff beforehand that's in it but at the very end of this clip is the um is the laugh. So hopefully it'll pick up on my mic here. All right. Anytime now. Anytime. You got your volume up? Here we go. Is it playing? It's pretty spooky. It's yeah. Pretty, it's, it's creepy. That, and that was the balloon popping, right? Yeah, it was a balloon popping and then you heard the laugh. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's creepy. I like it. I I'm excited. I think it's pretty yeah. cool. Our buddy, uh, I I actually want to say this real quick because I think that I, I if uh, if for some reason Andres Muschetti is listening to this right now, I've got he's I've, not. I've got Eddie. <laughs> I've got the adult Eddie pegged. Ooh, who is it? Uh, did you see? That? I was. Our, Rephrase that when he. When he <laughs> I, I, I'm pegging. I'm pegging adult Eddie. No, uh, like they they released a thing. Um, our buddy Chris Jordan, yes, who's a huge, huge movie buff, huge horror fan, he uh, he put something up yesterday about uh, like it was an interview with all the child actors who are yeah. playing in the first installment and who they would like to see playing their adult counterparts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the kid who plays Eddie actually said this. I I, I didn't read the whole thing, but uh, Chris said that something about Jake Gyllenhaal, and that's oh, that's yeah. just not a, no, that's no, not a, no. My 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 pick for Eddie as an adult, Matthew Gray Gubler, or or Gubler. He's he's the guy from <laughs> he's the guy from Criminal Minds, the super. I don't like, watch Criminal Minds. The super Minds, intelligent so. like nerdy guy, dude. If you saw a picture of him, you would know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. At the at the break, once we go into the to- tofu, I, I want think... you to look him up because he would be spot on. He's got like the kind of because the 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 kid version of Eddie. You've already seen. He's kind of neurotic and nerdy, and and just sort of like, and just sort of like 
nervous about things. And I, I think that he could pull it off. So I think so they well. should really throw everybody for a, a loop and have like so. They're they're how old are they in the second movie? In their fifties, forties. Um, well, it's twenty seven years later, so probably forties. Uh, y- yeah, like mid to late forties ish. Late thirties, early forties, okay. something like that. Yeah. So, you, so I say that you get these characters to play all of them. One of them, one of the characters, gets cast as Christopher Walken. <laughs> and so you have all, and so so the second movie is is it's about Pennywise, but it's also about it's also about why the fuck did one guy age seventy years? It got like a reverse <laughs> Benjamin Button kind of thing going on. And it's this whole other subplot. <laughs> Shut your mouth. What's hey, a- it's a clown. <laughs> wow, scary. Honk honk. honk. <laughs> Can you? All right, I carried come on. We- clown nose up my ass <laughs> for we- years. We gotta get back to the news. It's this is all right. Um, everybody who listens to the show knows I'm a big fan of the Exorcist TV show, and uh, we just got some news this weekend uh, out of Comic Con that uh, the producers are hoping for six or seven seasons. Who out of this cares, show. Mike? Uh, they also shut the fuck up. <laughs> they, they also um, they, they said they want six seasons in a movie is what they're aiming for. Really? Yeah, which is pretty cool. And they did finally reveal that um, the idea of the seasons is that every single season is self-contained mm-hmm. and that the only two retur- uh, recurring characters are going to be the two priests. And oh, okay. they're going to be taking on like a new case every season, which I'm a big fan of. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very um, cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very, very, very excited about that. Um, they gave some new details about the new about the new season and how they're, they're going to... It's gonna focus a lot on the Vatican and like weeding out people in the Vatican that are doing no good. And I, oh, I you're love, just gonna eat that. Shit I love up, Vatican aren't you? stories, so yeah, <laughs> I absolutely am. So uh, pretty, pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, that's that's that. That comes out, I believe, in September 29th is when it comes out. Uh, the new season, Friday, September 29th. So very much looking forward to that. So have you seen? Have you seen the trailer for the 4K release of? Uh... Close Encounters of the Third Kind yet? Um, yes. Now, I know I, you're a huge Close Encounters fan. I am. As am I. I love that movie so much. And I was a latecomer to it. Honestly, I really was. I did not see that movie growing up. It's the it's the first time in Mike's life that he... Wasn't an early comer. Wasn't an early comer. <laughs> I was just about to throw that out. I thought you were going somewhere serious with that. No. Uh, Who did this, you talk to? Dude, uh, <laughs> like if, if there's any movie that, that deserves a 4K release, this is the one. Because it's like visually, it's just awesome. pretty stunning. You know? It's beautiful visually. It's an amazingly written and directed movie by Steven Spielberg. It's it's just, it's a it's almost a perfect movie. Um, the first time that I saw it, I had bought a, um, a version of the movie, a big box set that came with three different cuts of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they're very, they're pretty different, the, the different cuts. Yeah. And what I've never seen a movie do before, they had a map that came with it. And it was a timeline from the beginning of the movie to the very end scene. And it shows all the differences between all three different cuts of the really? film. And so you can watch it and you can kind of follow along oh, and you cool. can see what's different. Like, first movie that I've ever seen that, that went out of its way to do that. And I, I tell you what, man, I, I watched all three cuts numerous times. Yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, it's coming back to theaters. I was going to say, my, yeah. my wife, Erin, actually sent us a thing earlier today. Uh, I sent it to your wife. Thank you very much. Oh, well, there was there was some back and forth between... Oh, she sent us a thing about Jaws. <laughs> Did she send us a thing about Jaws? Yes. I'm being so petty right now. <laughs> yeah, you're being a real dick. Uh, it's coming back to theaters, and we're definitely going yes, to see it. absolutely. Jay... 
in. You're going to see it, Sarah. Have you yeah. seen? Have you guys seen it before? Close Encounters of the Third. You've kind? never seen Close Encounters. Yeah. So Sarah. good. I appreciate you inviting me. Have you seen it, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, little, uh, little, little inside, inside joke there. <laughs> have you seen it before? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah. So now I just want to eat mashed potatoes. What? He makes a tower out of mashed potatoes oh. in the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. The 4K release looks uh, looks amazing. There's a trailer. Uh, I watched it on Bloody Disgusting. Uh, if you want to see the 4K release trailer, yep. go check it out on Bloody Disgusting. It's awesome. Um, and the Jaws news that I said earlier, I can't believe you guys are going to pass on this. Okay, so... The, I, I, a lot of people have seen. Yeah, there it is. There's a stumble. <laughs> a lot of people have seen the image of people in rafts watching Jaws in the water. Yeah, and they're doing that near us, about right. to, about an hour away from here, hour and a half away from here in, in Davison, Michigan. They're doing it. That's not that. And it's a Davison. Davison's like half hour away, isn't it? No. Something like that. No. I don't think so. Look I it don't up, know. Sarah. Look it's, it up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, it's it's on this. It's a decently small lake, if memory serves, and there's already a thousand people attending it. Yeah. I don't feel like wading around in piss and shit water because you know no one's going to get out of their tubes to go to the bathroom. Dude, I will wade through people's piss to watch Jaws 2 on a big screen while floating in the water. I just want to get some jet skis and then just plow through all those people. (laughs) (laughs) Have have fun with that hepatitis. All right, I'll go by myself then. Maybe Jay will go with me. Shark fin. Mike can wear yeah. a shark fin. <laughs> this way, yeah, yeah, I'm swinging under the water. There's so many sticks hitting me in the face. God. What, Those I, aren't sticks or logs. Is it dicks or poop? <laughs> Both. <laughs> poop dicks. This, this episode. All right, come on. Wheels. We gotta. All right, go. Okay. Um. So, Day of the Dead is getting a remake. I didn't realize this. Mm-hmm. I had never heard about this. Okay. Uh, apparently, it is. I'm only bringing this up because I'm pissed off about it. Why? Um. This is the. Uh, it got a new title. Instead of Day of the Dead, it's now called Day of the Dead Bloodline. Bloodline. Yeah, I saw that earlier. So, what the hell is that supposed all to be, about? And it's being, it's being billed as a remake. Okay? Now, we've all seen Day of the Dead before. It's my favorite of the dead movies. Mm-hmm. This is the, this is the um, synopsis for, for Day of the Dead Bloodline. Day of the Dead follows a former medical student tormented by a dark figure from her past who happens to be half human, half zombie, hell-bent on destroying her. Okay. What about that says Day of the Dead to you? No. Literally nothing. <laughs> nothing this is being called a remake, and it's, and it's nothing. Not a, it's a remake. nothing. What the fuck? There was already one Day of the Dead remake, and it sucked. And it started... And for whatever reason, it starred Ving Rhames, who was also in Dawn of the Dead remake, mm-hmm. and it made no sense. It was Ving Rhames and Mina <laughs> Savari, I think, and it was terrible. This one, I look, sounds to be fucking awful as well. Like, why can't we get a good Day of the Dead remake? I don't know. So it sounds like you're a little pissed off about it. I am. Well, it's, I guess that's better than being pissed on. What you got? Anything else you got, James? <laughs> <As> Cars <laughs> news. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, uh, there's actually there's kind of a ton from this week. I don't know. You wanna? I got a couple more. Okay. I'm just gonna go through them. Yeah. Why don't you just uh, keep so, it rolling? So real the quick. Stranger Things two uh, trailer is the greatest thing that I've ever laid my eyes upon. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna put that. I, out there I haven't seen it. Actually. Just a quick, oh my god. quick diddy. We'll watch it at the break. Oh my All god. Right. Yeah. It's. I'm telling you right now. Stranger Things mixed with Dragon's Lair mixed with Michael Jackson's Thriller is it's a cocktail for the the fact that a 16 hour erection for the me fact is that, what, the fact that <laughs> thrill, is. the fact that Thriller is in the trailer it is really cool it made it cool. dude yeah. oh it's so cool it's anyway so that's good. that's not news really that's just you jacking off over yep. Stranger Things too keep going um, so um um uh, who is who's the guy that directed um Ghostbusters I can't think of his name 
Ivan Reitman? Yes, thank you. Ivan Reitman is talking about how there's going to be a new live-action film, uh, Ghostbusters film, coming out. Mm -hmm. And they're tossing around the idea of doing a completely CGI-regenerated Egon. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Fuck you. Yep. I I, I said this to... um, I was talking to some people on uh, Do You Love Horror? Uh Which, if you love horror... Uh, we're part of a, a a group on Facebook called Do You Love Horror? It was yes. created by uh, Alex from Beyond the Void pod, uh, Horror Podcast. Also an awesome podcast. Um, in in addition to us, obviously. <laughs> but uh, it, it, I was I was telling him like, just just let the dead rest. I, I completely agree. I don't. I can't remember if it was his original post or not, agree. but I said to him, "Just let the dead rest." Because, for one, it's just it's it's fucking cornball. Is it's it's cornball. But the other thing is, and now I'm getting real about it. If you put Harold Ramis's uh, likeness in a movie, and he's dead now, and the movie sucks, you're just asking for a haunting. You're gonna get haunted, and this would be by a, Harold Ramis, which and this would be, be a live action film that combines both worlds together. Yeah, that's fuck that. I know, no, I know. That sounds terrible. I, I can see that maybe if they're like putting his image on like a TV, like there's an old interview or something sure, like that. Something that's like fine, that. but not as a main character. Yeah. Like, don't do it. Yeah. All right. Um, my last bit of news, which I'm very <clears> excited about. Excuse me. On the latest edition of the movie Crypt, mm-hmm. Don Mancini was on. Oh, cool. Talking about um, Chucky. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that bitch. <laughs> um, and he threw out that he has an idea. And we talked about this <laughs> just a few weeks ago when we did our In Space episode. Mm-hmm. I said, every every franchise, has you know they've made it when they send their character to space. Don Mancini has an idea to send Chucky to space. <laughs> and it is the most glorious news <laughs> that I've ever heard. Because <laughs> I want it so bad. <laughs> uh, he was talking about it and he goes, I have an idea for Chucky in space. Um, you know how sometimes when kids will like present a space shuttle crew with some, you know, a totem experiment or a mascot or whatever? It's Chucky. Chucky in space. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, mean, I want to see Chucky mass murdering people on a spaceship. That's what I want to see. That's, I would watch. I, I want. I, to see. Here's here's the thing though. I think that they would have a hard time because they're kind of pulling Chucky back into the the horror realm mm-hmm. rather than like the campy like comedic. Because you know, like Chuck Chucky got pretty funny toward the end of the sure. original series or whatever. Yeah. With the Chucky that they're lining up right now, where it's trying to get back to its horror roots, saying, sending him to space seems too campy. But what if they pulled it off? Yeah. But what if they pulled it off? Uh, what if, Like, yeah. alien-level horror with Chucky. Yeah, that's... Whatever. I mean, it's not like I'm and not... And franchises aren't always done it's... when they send him to space. Are you going to sit here and tell me that Leprechaun in the Hood wasn't scary? <laughs> Because I was fucking terrified of Ice T. I, th- I, okay? I think it could be done properly and, and be a good movie if they do it right. But the name just sounds stupid. It just needs to be fun. That's all it needs to be. I don't care if they if they go back to horror for now and they go back to camping. I don't even care. It needs to be fun, you know. I'm, dude, I'm, and I want to see Chucky. In I'm space. gonna watch it regardless. I mean, it's a if it's a Chucky movie, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. It, there's no doubt about it. So do whatever you want, Don. Go for it, man. <laughs> Especially yep. like if 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 Cult of Chucky is a success and he makes some money, do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, who knows if this will ever get made? It, it was said a little bit, not in jest necessarily, but it was it just kind of came up and 
in conversation on the on the w- podcast. Was that, who was knows that the if name they were settling real, on? Sorry, what's was that? that the name they were settling on? Chucky in space or Chucky? Well, this is an idea for okay. Chucky just in space. Just the idea okay. of Chucky don't, going don't, to space. Just, if, if you're listening, don't call it that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's other ideas. Uh, all right, you got anything else? Nope. No, I don't think so. Well, well that was the bleed feed. <laughs> And those were the stories that made the cut. Boom! That was the news! <laughs> we'll be right back talking about honeymoons. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, we're back. Back on the rails. Doing rails. Getting married. Going on honeymoons. You know, the life. More rails. <laughs> to Re- get through the marriage. Realizing we made a horrible mistake. Doing, <laughs> we made a horrible mistake. <laughs> doing more rails. All right. Uh, is your wife named Rails? <laughs> just, just doing rails? <laughs> we're off the rails again. Shut up. All right, first movie we're talking about. Um, you know, actually, let's start off with a question. Are you married? Yes. Yes? Anybody else? Halfway there. <laughs> Halfway. Any, any horror stories? Like, uh, like, like marriage horror stories? Marriage horror Marriage. Marriage. Horse. Marriage is what brings us together today. No, uh, honestly, nothing, nothing crazy since I've been married. The only, the only thing that I can. Oh wait, I guess yeah. There was, there was one time when uh, there was (laughs) something that just really creeped me out. I, uh, my wife was asleep in bed, and this was careful. She listens. So this was after our. This is after our son was born. And he was he was laying in bed with her, and he was also asleep. And uh, I came in, and uh, and and he was kind of in a, a weird position, like he had his face buried in the pillow. I was like, I don't like this. It looks like he can't breathe. So I kind of went to sort of move him, and she she sprung up in bed, like just straight up in bed, and started. And started like waving her arms at me, like Reagan style. <laughs> it was like it was really it was like in the moment because I had I had just gotten done watching a horror movie. Go figure, because uh, that's what I do. And she started like waving her arms at me, but not saying anything. And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and she just like she thought that he was rolling out of bed or something. So like in her mind, what was going on is she was just reaching for the kid, like trying to make sure that he wasn't <laughs> rolling out of bed. But all I saw was this crazy person, <laughs> like just like, like waving her arms at me, and so it was scary. But nothing like real, like no supernatural shit. She didn't try to like tie an anchor to my ankles and throw me underwater or anything like that. Uh, I can't blame her if she would have. But um, uh, what about you? Do you have any crazy marriage stories? Um, I was married once. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Never. That's All right, crazy. The, uh, the first, <laughs> That's first movie. Crazy, man. The first movie that we are talking about tonight uh, is called The Seventh Moon. Yes, it is. And it was a. <laughs> it came out in 2008. Uh, it was directed by Eduardo Sanchez. Uh, which you'll hear his name again later. Yes. 
we almost did a retrospective on his this director tonight. Not <laughs> uh, even on purpose. On accident. <laughs> it, he just happens to like making movies about newlyweds. Um, Eduardo Sanchez, who you may know as the director, creator of the Blair Witch Project. Also exists, which we talked about on our Bigfoot episode. Oh, geez. Yeah, I forgot that yep. exists was his as well. Yep. Very cool. Go figure. Uh, More found footage. <laughs> so, yeah, the movie we're talking about is called Seventh Moon. It's from 2008, starring Amy Smart. Uh, Dennis Chan. Dennis Chan and Tim Chow. Now, Tim Chow played the uh, cab driver, correct? No, Tim Chow was Yule, her husband. And Dennis Chan was Ping, the cab driver. Oh, okay. I had a, I'm sorry. I, yeah, you got some, some asshole gave me notes and mixed them up. I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. Um, here's a synopsis. Uh, Melissa and Yule, Americans honeymooning in China, came across the exotic Hungry Ghost Festival. Uh, when night falls, the couple ends up in a remote village and soon realize that the legend is all too real. Plunged into an ancient custom they cannot comprehend, the couple must find a way to survive the night and the seventh moon. So this is a movie that has been uh, recommended to me for a long time. Uh, my old roommate actually was, was always telling me to watch this movie because mm-hmm. it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. Talking about Chris Jordan again? No, uh, other Chris. Oh, uh, Chris St. Pierre. The one that we do not speak of. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, he actually, I actually have his movie. He, he left it for me to watch <laughs> because he told me to watch it so much. And um I gotta be honest with you. I was very let down by this movie. I gotta be honest. We don't. With you. We don't talk about. We usually pick flicks that we like because they're better to talk about. Um, and the, the, it's not to say there weren't redeeming qualities to this movie, mm-hmm. but I don't ever find myself rewatching this. Um, I, I liked it. I, I, I think your main issue was the camera work. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. The, the, the choices that Eduardo Sanchez made in this movie for. Um, the the look of the movie and how the how the movie was shot are baffling to me, mm-hmm. absolutely baffling. Uh, I, because it just doesn't look good, uh, straight up. It's it's shot like handycam style, so it's so rough to watch. It's just bounce the camera's bouncing all over the place, even in static <laughs> shots. When it's like a shot of the moon, the camera's bouncing all <coughs> over the place. Right, and everything looks like it's. It's in an extreme close-up, like using an extreme close-up lens. Like everything is so zoomed in. Like there's there's shots of them when they're in the car and they're driving, and you like the the the, the frame. Literally, I showed Jay this earlier. The frame cuts off the top of their forehead and the bottom of their chin. Yeah, it's that zoomed in, and it goes back and forth and back and forth. And then when it gets really, and the and the entire movie is shot like this, except for when they're like walking around outside. Mm-hmm. And when the, the shit's going down. It cuts so fast and it's so frantic, and you mix together that 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 frenetic like camera movement mm-hmm. with the zoomed in shots, with the super fast cutting. There were there were parts where I literally I had to look away from my TV, and like refocus my eyes a because it was giving me a headache. Like I I, I was on the verge of stroking out watching this movie, <laughs> and. I don't know if that's totally PC to say, well, but <laughs> you, it's bright lights and you know moving things. Sure, I'm offended. It causes a stroke. A stroke. You're offending me. Uh, point is though, it's like I, I I literally I would look back to the screen though, and I l- couldn't figure out what was even going on because the like cuts a, were so fast. Like it, the whole movie's sort of like a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. It's it was all sort of like blurry because yeah. it was so zoomed in and fast moving that you couldn't focus on anything. Yeah. And couple that with it was so dark. It's like Alien vs. Predator 
dark. <laughs> like I'm not kidding you. Like, you couldn't see anything. See, I didn't. I didn't have a ton of problem with it. Oh, man. I had a well, terrible problem. Well, and with here's it. the thing. Also, I you watched it on your your TV, your sure. full size television. I I watched it on an iPad. Okay. So I I told you that I I really didn't have a huge problem with the the movement. That of the could camera. be because there wasn't such a big view though. That's that's that what I'm saying. At. Like I think I think maybe watching it. I'm I, I watched it on this thing that's sitting right in front of me right now, and it's like a it's kind of a tiny little screen, and I I think that maybe because I wasn't. Because like if you're 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 sitting in your, uh, were you, yeah, did you wa- did yeah, you watch it in your room? No, I was downstairs. But downstairs. It was at night, so all but you're off. closer to the TV. Like you're kind of it's like you're fully immersed in sure. the in the situation because the the TV's larger and you're like you're kind of right right up in the action. With me, like sitting here watching it on this iPad, I didn't have a ton of problem with the camera movement. Okay, I did think that it was a little overblown sometimes. I was like, I was like. Even with a handy cam, you can get a shot of the moon that doesn't look like yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's like, <laughs> like it's almost. Why like, did you give the camera to the guy with with? Don't what? Don't say it. I've got <laughs> the guy on standing on rollerblades. I was gonna say Michael J. Fox, but <laughs> I have I have like four family members with Parkinson's. You asshole. Um, I didn't mean it to be offensive. It's just twelve <laughs> years, Mike. I haven't had lactose in twelve fucking years. Sorry, Jake. Give me a little. Give me a little. Yeah, fist, I'll, fist, I'll, I'll fist you. <laughs> um, Speaking of real I quick, just, of Seven the Moon. Do you think the cover of that reminds you of anything that we might have spoke about uh, a couple weeks ago here? Oh, a little oh, bit. Wow, wow. Like the Smiling Man. Yeah, uh, oh, Jay's wow. Jay's showing us a, a a picture of the cover of Seventh Moon, and then going back to. Uh, the Smiling Man, which is a short movie that we talked about. It's weird. They, uh, they're, they're very different looking, but there's similarities in the same breath. Yeah. It's weird. Well, I saw it with seeing the small image at first before I clicked on it. I was like, whoa, that kind of reminds me of the same kind of angle. Because you didn't get a chance. Did you get a chance to watch this one? No. Seventh Moon? So, like, you seeing the cover of the of the movie is kind of your first exposure to it. So the first thing you thought of was the Smiling Man. Right, but then after further looking into it, you know, it's not as as much so. Well, speaking of, on the cover of Seventh Moon is one of the creatures. This is one of the the better parts of the movie. I thought the creatures in this movie were really cool. Um, You know, this festival they're talking about, this Hungry Ghost Festival, ends up being real. And on the uh, the seventh, I think it was was the the seventh... It was the full moon of the seventh lunar month. Sure. So... This thing is real, and it basically opens like the gates of hell, right, or, or to another world or whatever. And these these demons, these moon demons. Well, it's like the full the full over. moon the full moon in July every year. These things uh, get to come out and yeah. roam around the earth, and they again. look cool. Yeah, they're they cool. look really they're awesome. really cool creatures. Yeah. Like there's there are redeeming parts of this movie. Amy mm-hmm. Smart was great. Her and um, uh, I don't have his name for me because clearly it's not Dennis Chan. Tim Chow. Yeah, Tim Chow. Like, they're both fine. Like they serviceable. They're fine. She's yeah. cute as a button. Oh, or Amy cute Smart. As a cute butt. <laughs> I love Amy Smart. <laughs> um, yeah, she's great. But like, oh, I just had a voice crack. <laughs> I, it was my turn that time. Um, like they were fine. The creatures were 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 scary. Like the um, they were you know, <clears throat> the the idea of the movie was fine. The, it was all about for me the execution. The fat, the fast paced like cuts and like the the shaky camera to me really worked well during the the scenes where they're being like attacked by the sure by when the they're creatures. when they're meant to be frenetic like that fine but but yeah like I, I get like the i get you you know like a shot of the moon 
doesn't have to look like you're shaking your hand. Like, I, I get that. It was almost like uh, Eduardo Sanchez wanted it to feel like a found footage movie without it being found footage. Yeah, yeah. Being that he's a big found footage guy, I almost wonder if that was sort of the case, trying right. to blend the two styles together. And if that was the case, it it didn't work for me, you know? I don't know. And, and, and it's unfortunate because I really, <clears throat> really did why want, you know, I really wanted the movie to be good. I was looking forward to it, you know. Yeah. Overall, I overall I liked the movie. Like you said, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be clamoring to like watch it again yeah. anytime soon, but I thought it was a pretty cool movie. Mm-hmm. Um so basically basically they're on their honeymoon, they decided to go to China to visit family of his and uh and their Was ki- it family of his? Yes, y- yes, yeah. that's what they're on their way to. Yeah. Gotcha. And and they end up in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh it's it's amongst this like village where these you know there's in the in the crowded in the crowded city that they were in like earlier in the movie the hungry ghost festival seems like just kind of a tradition sure but it's like, like, it's like the name rouge in detroit right like, exactly but now they're out in the boonies and it's it's the real deal like these hungry ghosts actually show up so or in detroit across eight mile <laughs> Oh god. So I no, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought like I said, I thought the creatures were cool. There's not a ton of gore or anything like that. It's no, just, no, it's more atmospheric. Yeah. You know, uh it's just creepiness, I uh, thought, generally speaking. I thought that the relationship between uh between Amy Smart's character who was uh Melissa mm-hmm. and Tim Chow Yule, I thought it was pretty pretty believable. Yeah. You know, I, I thought so. they I thought they did a really good job. They uh there was an argument they had in the car at one point. Uh, that it's not racist or anything like that, but they this conversation where she's like, I should be in the Bahamas swimming with, uh, swimming with dolphins right now, but we're in China, blah, blah. And he goes, he goes, why? I'm, I'm kind of killing it right now, but he basically goes, he goes, what, you hate it here because I'm Chinese? <laughs> and she says, yes. <laughs> but then later she does in a, in a, in a moment, she says, she says, I love that you're Chinese. Yeah. You know, yeah like it was just all kind of in the heat of the moment. She yeah. was being a jerk to him, but, uh, but I don't like, know. Did, he's the reason they're in China though. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Did you, I, so aside from the fact that you didn't really like the movie that much, did you actually have any parts that stood out as, as kind of being your favorite parts? I mean, I like the um, I like the set design actually. The, they 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 wander through this this like kind of a it seems abandoned village like out in the boonies or whatever, and it turns out everyone's just inside and there's no life to be found because everyone's hiding because these moon creatures are out. Moon demons, um, they call moon, them. Moon demons. Yeah. And um and I I thought that the uh, I thought the set design was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it was creepy. It, it looked like you're they're wandering around this abandoned, just like weird like structure. a ghost town. Ghost town. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chinese ghost town, like, and the and the fact that they uh, so so the villagers kind of spoilers obviously like always on our show, but the villagers in this particular part of the country are actually living this reality where these moon demons come come mm-hmm. out once a year, and so they have decided that after years and years of the moon demons coming around and taking their living people, that they're going to start bringing in outsiders to put up his offerings yeah and uh i thought it was kind of cool that they literally light the way for them Mm -hmm. like because toward the end of the movie amy smart has to kind of go find where they are for some reason Uh and uh they they've lit the entire trail with candles like all the way through this forest 
to the cave that they that they live in, which I thought was pretty cool. It's creepy. It's well, yeah, it's cool, creepy. creepy. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, that's I guess that when I say cool, I mean creepy. Creepy is cool. Um, another thing that stood out to me is that dog. What about you? Do you remember the dog? Oh, yes, I do remember the dog. <laughs> I was like, oh well, it no! Looked, it looked one. I was taken aback by it when I first saw it. But then it looks fake. It wasn't the best. <laughs> it wasn't the best animatronic or puppet or whatever the hell I it was. I still bad for it. Though, it was for more. Reason. It was more like the feeling that it gave me because it's they. I saw it and I was like, oh. Like basically, these town the townsfolk like they leave live animals out as offerings to these moon demons, and so they. So they have dogs and goats and chickens and and every other damn thing just kind of like chained out in this courtyard mm-hmm. so that the moon demons can come and feed on them or whatever. And uh, they, uh, Amy Smart, Melissa, and Yule, they come they come into this ghost town, and they hear this dog kind of howling and yelping, and they and they come up on 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 the scene, and it's a dog laying, and basically from like it's like its entire hindquarters are just gone yeah. it's, like, its intestines are hanging out yeah and it's put, a, just... put a put a half a dog in a blender and then take it out that's pretty <laughs> much that's pretty much what it is and then and then it just yeah it's just Sarah, like sarah's making a face and trust me i'm with you it was sad it, it was, was sad it was sad, to, it was it was sad, sad but at the same at. time i was like oh that's gnarly it's kind of it's kind of awesome <laughs> but, <laughs> um uh before we move on from this movie i i do want to say uh it's kind of weird because I had something weird happen while I was watching this movie. And, oh, really? And you told me earlier today that you had something weird happen while you were watching another movie that we're talking about. Directed by Eduardo Sanchez. <laughs> Directed by Eduardo Sanchez. I think he curses so think, his movies. Exactly. Just, this is it. Dude, okay, so I, I told you I was I was watching it on the iPad. Uh-huh. And uh, when Erin hears this, she's going to freak out because I didn't tell her about this. But uh, I was watching it on the iPad. I was sitting on my couch having a little bit of wine out of my pewter cup (laughs) and then I ended up falling asleep and then I woke up to pounding on my front door I shit you not at least that's what my like half asleep brain perceived it as Mm -hmm. somebody pounding on my front door and I popped up really quick I realized it was like two in the morning I'd been asleep for like an hour and I ran to my front door thinking somebody was there for some reason nobody was there sure and then it, it, that's that's kind of all it there is to me. it i guess you what's that it was me <laughs> i get like it's not it's not that creepy when you're not in the situation but to me at that moment like why would somebody be pounding on my door at one in the morning yeah exactly there's there's a few other like there's a few other somewhat innocuous things that could probably explain it away but I, I choose to not pay attention to those because I like scary things more. But honestly, like I, I, I choose sh- I choose to have a murderer outside. <laughs> no, I shot up. I shot straight up like an arrow, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And I was like, "Somebody's at the door. Somebody's in my house." And I and I went to the front door. Nobody was there. I'm just picturing you waking up and actually vocalizing that. Somebody's at my door. Somebody's in the house. <laughs> No, dude, I, I, I was scared out of my mind. And then I realized I, I realized after like sneaking to my front door and looking out the door and then looking out all my windows around the perimeter of the house, oh, it's garbage night. Fuck, I have to take my garbage <laughs> out. I was like, no! So, well, then, you, so, so, you, then I'm, so then I'm like taking my garbage out, waiting to turn around and see one of these freaking uh, 
seventh moon like moon, moon demons, demons. <laughs> hanging out in my yard somewhere. Yeah, it scared cool. the shit out of me. Yeah, I said those those moon demons were cool. It was yeah. Oh was yeah, they looked really, really good cool. Idea. Like yeah. I said, for me, it was the execution just really really fell flat for me. Yeah, um, I, it, it was not it was not a great movie, but I had a pretty good time watching it. So let me move on to a movie to uh, from 2011. Yeah, also directed by Eduardo Sanchez. He um, has learned a lot, I think, from 2008 to 2011 because Lovely Molly is the name of the movie. Yeah. And this movie fucking owned. Oh my god. It was really good. So good. There was a few que- So good. There was a few questionable parts for me, but other than that, I like redeemable was... questionable though, like uh, just like some of the stuff with the acting. Um, I thought the acting was good. I thought that... Uh, so this movie, before we get into that, uh, 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 2011, like I said, Eduardo Sanchez, starring uh, Gretchen Lodge, is the uh, plays the lead of Molly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't write down her husband's name for some fucking uh, reason. The late, <laughs> the late Johnny Lewis. Hill, he died? Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's a... Oh, you you haven't watched Sons of Anarchy, have no. you? No. He was in Sons of Anarchy for the first two seasons. Okay. Uh, he played Half Sack. If anybody's listening who knows Sons of Anarchy, uh, know John, Johnny Lewis was Half Sack. <laughs> um, yeah, he died in 2012, just about three months after this movie came out. Oh shit! What happened? Um, he, they, they think it was psychosis brought on by. I mean, he had dealt with like drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, but they think that it was actually psychosis uh, brought on by an untreated head injury. He was in a really bad motorcycle accident. We were helmets, kids. Yep. And uh, and and never and his dad had actually scheduled him for like three or four MRIs, and he never went. Oh, jeez. So they're thinking that he actually had uh, like some kind of like psychosis brought on by head trauma. Ugh. And so he, uh, it's it's a pretty pretty messed up story actually. He um he broke into his landlady's. Uh, villa or apartment mm-hmm. uh, killed her she was 81 years old killed her and then went up on the roof of the of the villa and they don't know if he jumped or if he fell off accidentally but he basically fell off of the roof and and died when he hit oh the hit the ground oh my god which is crazy i mean like it's just it, not you know you look at him in this movie he's, he's a young guy a good actor um and if you know, if you see him in Sons of Anarchy, just he's a, he's a good actor. He, he seemed like he had a had a, a wow, bright future. Man. But that's that's just the thing. That's that's what's crazy to me is like you never really know when you see these people on screen. You never know what kind of shit they're dealing with in real yeah, life. You sure. know what I mean? And and it's just crazy. Wow, that's that's yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well. He was fantastic in this. Yeah, he was really he was good. Absolutely fantastic yep. in this. And the one thing that I will say about the the acting in this is that it was very believable. Mm-hmm. Like it, to me, it was. And Gretchen Lodge, especially playing the lead, she gets most of the screen time. Yeah. Um, she's not your typical Hollywood starlet, like, like, like uber sexualized type actress. You know what I'm saying? She's a very, um normal looking actress like she looks at the kind of girl she's cute as a button but like she, she looks she at the fit, kind of girl that you would just you see at a bar you would see like she was very normalized she fit you know? this role perfectly yeah she yeah. really did and that sold it to me like, like because she was that kind of a person and she didn't give off that like hollywood look mm-hmm. you know 
uh, it worked because, and it made it even more creepy because she was kind of like your every girl, right? You know, like like she was just trying to make do. She was a, a cleaning lady at a at a at a big building complex. Like she li- was a very normalized. I'm trying to make my way in this world type of woman, you right. know. Um, so moving on, at least from the from that the the synopsis as newlywed Molly moves into her deceased father's house in the countryside, where painful memories soon begin to haunt her. This movie scared the piss out of me <laughs> for for reasons in the movie and reasons outside of the movie. You were talking about things that happened to you while while you were watching your movie. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, myself and my roommate Jen, we were watching this, and two things happened to us. Uh, there's a part in the movie where you're starting to hear uh, she's in this house by herself. Her husband's a trucker, so he's off a lot on right. the road and this and that. So she's in the house by herself a lot. And there's this one part in the movie where she's she's lying there and she hears these like sounds in the house. Mm-hmm. And right as this thing was happening, we heard like like it sounded like a stack of papers falling off of a chair. Yeah. Somewhere in our house. Really. And we paused the movie. We both jumped. What the fuck was that? <laughs> we walked all around the house. We went downstairs. Nothing. So we were like kind of couldn't cre- find anything. Nothing. So we were kind of creeped out by it. Like, what the what the shit was that? Like, we were creeped out by it. And then later on in the movie, uh, there's like a, a sort of a like a climactic part. And right as the scenes building, the scenes building, the scenes building, suddenly TV goes out. Oh, for just, real? TV just dies. Nothing else dies. Blu-ray player still on, cable still on, everything else that's plugged into those outlets are still on. So it wasn't a power outage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then we turn it back on. It reset itself. It turned back on, and uh, we turn the movie back on. We rewind it. We get to that literally, and I'm I'm telling you, I will have Jen on here, and she will back this up. Mm-hmm. The exact same part to the second, TV goes out again. Really? Same exact part. Which part movie. was it? Uh, it was it was it was at the end when she's like in like her crazy fit yeah. and like and he's trying to like like get control of her. Mm-hmm. It was one of those parts. There's a couple of them in the end. I forget. To be honest with you, I was so freaked out that this happened. <laughs> I forget which exact part it was at. Yeah. But um, it was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like we were legitimately creeped out by it, and we and the, and we had to like go past that part in the movie like just a hair for it to work again. Really, and I looked at the dip. My disc was completely fine. Everything was fine, and afterwards it played fine. Like it was just that one part in the movie. The TV was turning off, and it wasn't the Blu-ray player that turned off. It the, was the TV. The TV was turning off. Yes, that's it was, crazy. It was restarting itself at that exact moment in time twice in a row. Weird, really weird. <laughs> so, so clearly there's a ghost in my house, and I'm no, gonna, it's fu- die it's, a fiery it's, death. It's Eduardo Sanchez. <laughs> Oh yeah, he curses his movies because he directed Seventh Moon, the first the first movie that we talked about, and he also directed this. There's something about Eduardo Sanchez where he just, I, he obviously is putting a curse on his movies it, or something. It must be. It, he tries to do. Um, well, let's get back into the let's get back into Lovely Molly. We've talked about our own. No, stuff let's here. not. Let's talk about some more personal experiences oh, that okay. we've had. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> no, never um, mind. No, so Lovely Molly, though, like I said, uh, the, the synopsis said. Um, they move into this house and, uh, you get the, 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 the idea from uh, a dinner meeting that her and her sister had and her sister goes, I can't believe you moved back into this house. So mm-hmm. from that, you know, that some shit happened. Some, something went down in this house, but you don't know what. Yeah. There's a past. There's an absolute past. And, um, 
sprinkled throughout the movie is this um, found footage type thing. It's somebody creeping around the yard with a camcorder. Can I just say real quick uh, regarding this this portion? Um, so after I watched this movie, I did what I always do, and I I, I got online and, and, and wanted to see what other people were saying about this movie. It's incredible to me how many people think that I thought that that portion of the movie was a flashback. A flashback. The like so here here's the way Lovely Molly plays out. Like you see, it's a it's you see a normal like uh, a a normal narrative the way you the way you do in movies, and then every once in a while you see footage from a camcorder. But the camcorder is always shown throughout the movie as like you always see the date in the bottom left hand corner yeah so you can keep up with it it starts in and, two, and it the starts, date is 2011 it when starts this movie two, came out yeah it starts in 2010 and it goes to 2011 and every single time the 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 uh scenes that mike is talking about right now you keep seeing these uh flashes of like somebody carrying this camcorder and like spying on a family that lives nearby mm-hmm. and stuff like that it always says the date in the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah. But there are so many people online who think that this is footage from way back in the past. Like I'm going to I'm going to spoil something here real quick just to discuss this with Mike because we haven't discussed this movie yet, but you know how like at one point in the movie there's a young child found buried underground? Yes. Somebody's somebody on online like I was I was reading a uh, like a like what this person viewed as the explanation for for this movie and they're like oh and you know there's this there's this flashback that you keep seeing of this camcorder spying on Molly and her family when she was a kid and at one point you see Molly buried underground no. and obviously she lived through the ordeal because she's old and she's married now I'm like why do you why why did you think that that was Molly buried underground? Maybe like they that don't was. Know how to read? I, <laughs> because the 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 date is clearly at the bottom of the screen. Like yeah. it doesn't make any no, sense. No, no. I so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Yeah, because no, that's weird. That frustrated that's, the hell out of me. That's really weird. Because I was reading this guy's article, I was like, oh man, this guy's making some really good points, and then he gets to the quote unquote flashback scenes, and I'm like, what are you fucking stupid? That's not what that is at all. Yeah, no, that's that's just dumb. That's yeah, just anyway, not paying attention. I'm sorry. Go um, ahead. I had to rant about that for a second. So, so she, where we leave off? Um, she's yeah. So there's these flashbacks. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's these found footage parts of somebody with a camcorder, you know, moving around. Um, I took that obviously as that was Molly. Well, yeah, you she can... has a camcorder in the rest of the movie. When you can that's hear pretty much spelled out. You can hear her humming too. Yes. Yeah, that's which is creepy. The yeah, very creepy. Um, I told did you, so, so when I started watching this movie, I told you I said watch this movie with headphones in. Yeah. Did you do it? I did not. I watched it on on my TV. I will say this about Eduardo Sanchez. The I I don't know how much say he has in this aspect of his movies. Uh, the sound design in both this movie and Seventh Moon pretty pretty awesome I'd, I'd say probably a lot you know he probably has a pretty keen uh, keen ear when it comes to that stuff he's like uh, most of the scares in uh lovely molly come from from sound 
like sound like disembodied sound that you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. There's not a ton of jump scares. I think there's maybe two jump scares in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a jump scare. Well, it's it's not reliable or relying on jump scares. Right. You know what I'm saying like there's a couple, but that's why I said I think I think the the sound design has a lot to do with what makes this movie so scary. Mm-hmm. There's the faint humming in the in the uh, found footage scenes. There's the uh, everyone. There's like a baby crying in a room at one point. The baby, well, oh, or no, the the, the girl crying, which is I think is supposed to be Molly. I think probably. Uh, there's the. So did you pick up on? I I'm kind of wondering about this. Did you pick up on the low frequency? The dad singing all the time. Yes. You did yes. pick up yep. on that. Okay. Yep. I heard it. Yeah, so, and there's just, like, this creepy, like, every time she'll take a video, mm-hmm. you'll just hear this, yep. Yep. like, just some, like, really man creepy. singing somewhere in the um, video. For it's anybody who hasn't seen the movie and doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, when she's in the house alone, she keeps hearing these things, right. either that humming or the girl in the other room or this and that, and it's this movie is, is kind of her slow descent sort of into this... It's into madness, madness uh, and and for me, I don't. This is one of those movies where you have to kind of give a little bit away to to kind of discuss it. Um, we we give away spoilers know, every I week. So I still feel whatever. bad about it, but yep. uh, early on in the movie, you find out that the husband uh, is in a shed in the back, and he moves something out of the way, and he finds this uh, passage underground or a back room, and he finds this passage underground. No, that's Molly. Is it Molly? Is Molly does it? It's during it it's during one of the camcorder scenes. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because well, you can hear her humming during it. Regardless of which, this room is uncovered underneath the old uh, turns out to be an old slaves' corner uh, uh, quarters, and that I got that from an, uh, a special feature thing. It explains it a little bit more about what it was. Uh, they gives like a whole history to the house, it's like a fictitious history and all that. And it turns out no, that this was room, actually in the DVD special, right? This was one of the special features. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it turns out that, that there's a whole story about who owned the house and yada, yada, yada. But she finds these like, like, uh, demonic and satanic sort of markings and these weird plaques and like, you know, all this occult stuff she mm-hmm. finds down there. It's basically two, two horses heads mm-hmm. on either side. Which I didn't, I would never have known those were horses heads until later on in the movie. Oh, really? Never. Never would have picked that up. It's it's two horses heads, like, looking off in either direction, and then in the middle of them... It's like a knife. Is, is, a, is a knife. Or a and then And then the, uh, like, the giant stag horns coming yeah. out of the top of it. So, so from the get-go, uh, if, if, you, if you noticed that, I noticed it, obviously, later on, mm-hmm. but, um, so, something with a horse head, and there was something with pictures of horses, too, in the in the movie, too, when yeah. she goes through a lot of old stuff, mm-hmm. and, uh, you get, you get the idea there's something else going on here, um, and it turns out that, uh, the, what I took from the movie is that she ended up being possessed by, uh, by this, this demon with a horse face. At the very end of the movie, spoilers again. Demon with a horse face. <laughs> well, she walks up, and this was kind of startling, because you don't expect it, and this this really spells it out. You kind of suspect it a little bit throughout the movie, but until you see this scene, it really spells it out. Well, until you, until, let me just interject real quick. Until you see this scene, there's a part of me, like, throughout the entire movie, that just wanted, because she obviously has a bit of a troubled past. Yeah, she has a drug problem. A dr- she has a drug problem and uh, which, which kind of, with heroin, which kind of recurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she relapses in the in the movie, and it it also comes to light that she's uh, 
she's more than likely been physically possibly abused. possibly sexually abused by her father. Yes. Even though she's still there's a scene where she's talking to somebody who you can't see mm-hmm. where she's explaining that she loved him regardless of what he did. Yeah. But it was terrible that he did these things. Which and, I think I think that who she was talking to was was our horse face friend. Well, see, throughout the entire movie, to be honest with you, like I watched right up until that very last scene, which we're going to spoil. We so will spoil. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we will spoil we, that we, scene. We will spoil this scene for you. But right up until the last scene, I, I like Eduardo Sanchez did a pretty amazing job of making you think you might just be dealing with a girl who's severely. Nuts. Psychologically yeah. damaged, damaged and broken, and mm-hmm. she's and and this is just her spiral yeah. that you're viewing, yeah. that you, that you're seeing, and 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 it was and it and it worked both ways. Like she could have been completely possessed, mm-hmm. or she could have just been spiraling and into this, madness. This movie, and it worked until that very last scene. Well, even for even for what that last scene is there, like not even, the, even not with, the last not the last scene. It's kind of like the second to that last critical scene. scene that right, critical yeah, scene. That, even with that critical scene in the movie, though. You could still make the argument that she's just crazy and this is what she's imagining. You could make the argument. You could until you see the scene at the end with her sister. Yes. True. But her sister has gone through the same things that she has, so mm-hmm. maybe she's equally as crazy. True. Um, the so scene, it's, the it's scene kinda, in question... It's kind of left The scene in question that we, cool. that we so desperately want to spoil <laughs> is that at the end of the movie, though, when she's at like the, the, the pinnacle of her craziness like yeah. either it's descent or possession whatever it is she's done a few she walks, terrible things she walks outside stark naked and just like arms out and goes to hug this horse-headed deity that's just giant and it's giant and it's weird because she starts walking through this doorway and you don't see anything at first mm-hmm. and as she walks further and further into the yard all of a sudden you just see this thing kind of appear yeah with its arms outstretched Oh, and then she creepy. walks into its arms, and it closes its arms around her, and then end scene. That that to me is is, is the the possession. Like that right. that to me proves that that whatever this deity is, it is it is taking over her body, and and very well took over her father, and that's the reason why all this stuff happened. Right. Her father was probably normal back in the day, and they moved yeah. into this house. Maybe her father and... wasn't such a bad guy. Exactly. That's but. That's that's exactly where I'm going with it. But whatever whatever was residing in that house took over him mm-hmm. and caused him to do some terrible now, things. Now, over the course of this entire movie, the husband, you know, leaves and comes back periodically. He's on mm-hmm. the road four days out of a week, so he's gone for a lot of time, which gives her a lot of time to spiral out of control. Yeah. And when he comes back, he tries his hardest to 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 make sense of it and to be there for her and this and that he's just trying to make a living though you know and it's, it's kind of it, it they did a really good job of selling that the idea that he just didn't know what was going on he right. had no control yeah. he cared you could tell he cared legitimately wanted to help her and there was nothing that he could do um so going on to a little bit of uh we did a little bit of research on this because i wanted to know what this deity was you know and where where this came from and it's one of those movies that doesn't give you a lot they give you a couple couple things here and there but it's kind of up to you to decipher it mm-hmm. exactly what's going on and yeah. dig deeper. And uh, it turns out that the the demon uh, is the demon of Arabas, which is uh, in demonology is described as the, as the great prince of hell. 
And so there you go. Like, pretty pretty heavy shit. <laughs> he's a he's a deity that controls like uh, uh, according to lore twenty other demons underneath him. So mm -hmm. he's like, so he's like he's a he's a he's a big shot in the demon world. He's got demons. He's a he's a pretty he's a pretty big uh, pretty big deal. Pretty big wheel down at the cheese factory. <laughs> um, and that's just kind of that's I don't know, man. I love possession movies, and I love the idea of of evil incarnate. And so, and this movie was so well made, yeah. that it really took a chunk out of me, like like psychologically yeah. when I was watching it. Gretchen Lodge did. Uh, yeah. There was there was one scene where I thought she overdid it a little bit. Which scene was that? It was after because uh, she gets she gets she's at work. Oh, and the yeah. security Her freak out the at, security yeah. footage in the uh, the hallway where she's being. Well, that's the scene that makes me think that her father might have sexually abused her as well. No, I that, I get that. Yeah, but it's just her reaction to the because her boss brings her in, and and says, "What are you doing in this video?" Basically, and all you see is Molly just by herself down at the end, far end of the hall, just writhing around and like doing some weird shit in the hallway. Yeah, and then she's just kind of like, "Well, I don't know who is this guy who came up behind me and he's just fucking me." And it's like, yeah, I that part. That part, I, I don't know. It like, was a bit out of character. I don't know what she was going for exactly in that scene. I, I, it didn't work for I me, think, though. Well, while she's watching the tape, though, she's like biting her nails, just tapping her fingers. She's clearly nervous. She's clearly agitated. Right. I think that was supposed to just be a bit of a mental break of her just... Well, and let me let me say like that's you know? that's after she's uh, she's she's in the house and she goes up to like this uh, she she goes up to the attic and she finds this old stuffed bunny where she's stashed some drugs. Yeah. And that's after she started doing drugs again. They did such a great job in this movie of making you think that, like, maybe she truly is just on drugs again. Mm -hmm. She's having a mental break and yeah. she's spiraling out of control. They did a great job they with really, it. They really, really did. Until the very end where you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, moral of the story, watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, so, yeah. It's on Shudder. Shudder. Uh, we... If you don't have Shudder, it's $5 a month. You're stupid if you don't yeah. because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I highly, highly recommend this movie. Man, it, it was so good. Yeah, it was cool. So good. Yeah. Um, So wait, wait, did we even mention the fact that these were newlyweds that moved into this house? <laughs> being, no. that, being that that's what our, our episode about they were newlyweds and so they were their first like month or so in the house or three months something like that but they were newlyweds they just they got married moved into the house and that's why they're there yeah just so they can make sure that it fits the uh, episode <laughs> um the movie starts off with a wedding yes yeah yes. we probably should have mentioned that but yep. there's actually a ton about the movie that we didn't get to like the priest and all that. Oh, jeez, yeah. This movie had a lot of layers. Yeah. And it's, it's probably good. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, we, so don't, just... we don't need to get too far into it. There's some gnarly stuff with a priest. Mm -hmm. Some crazy, like... Actually, like, real quick before we move on, did you have a favorite scene from the movie? Favorite scene? I can I can tell you mine while I'm thinking. Probably, like, it was probably the the deity scene honestly really that yeah that that really that really validated everything that i thought about that movie and so when that hit i was like yes like there, it was so good for me there there was a scene where uh so it, it's really kind of scary because like she she's looking through her camcorder and she sees somebody but her husband uh played by johnny lewis yep. does not see this person or this entity at all and so she, like, she's, 
cowering in the in the bedroom and then she ends up going into the closet and closing the door and then he comes in and she's not looking at him she's just kind of like pointing the camera up to his like up to his left Mm -hmm. and then he takes the camera away from her and then immediately she just starts like kissing him and then the she starts to get kind of aggressive and then she suddenly just bites down oh, on yeah. his she bites down on his lips and she's latched onto his lips for like a solid minute and a half and his performance it's pretty tense his performance right there like cuz it's like what the hell do you do you can't do anything like you try to push the person away they're going to rip your lips off there's nothing and and it's his wife so he doesn't want to like punch her in the face or anything like that and Johnny Lewis's performance in that in that particular scene I thought was pretty amazing. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a really tense scene too. And then it once was uncomfortably she, tense. Once she finally lets go, she kind of backs out of the closet almost like an animal. Yeah, it's it's so it's weird. super creepy. It's super weird. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yep. we got to move on to our last movie yep. for the night. Uh, our last movie comes from 2014. It's called Honeymoon, uh, and uh, directed by Lee, Lee Janiak. And I actually, I talked about this movie once before on the show. Mm-hmm. It was back when we still did our What We Watched yeah. uh, segment, back when we would discuss what we watched for the week. Uh, so I didn't get a, I didn't, I didn't go like crazy into detail. Uh, I've been trying to get Mike to watch this for quite a, quite a while. He finally had a good reason to. He called me the other day and he's, he's like, well, I'm watching Seventh Moon right now. And I, and I, I, I knew a little bit about what <laughs> Seventh Moon was about. And I was like, oh, it's about a couple on their honeymoon. I go, well, you know, we're going to a bunch of weddings this this summer. Why don't we do, like, little, newlywed, honeymoon? little peek behind the curtain as to how we Yeah, exactly. This, this is how we came to our, <laughs> to our episode uh, topic for the week. So, Honeymoon from 2014 uh, stars Rose Lasley. Oh. Rose. She, Rose Lasley. <laughs> it, was, she, it was distracting how ugly she was. <laughs> it was. It was just distracting. Michael fell in love. I, I, I did. I, I did. I watched him fall in love over text message <laughs> while he was watching this movie. I text James and go, she's a combination of my two favorite things, Anna Kendrick and Emma Stone. And, and she really is. And then I said... She really is. And then I said, look up some videos of her with her real accent. And he goes, there's an accent? Because <laughs> <laughs> Rose Leslie, or Rose Leslie, as she's known in oh, her man. native country of Scotland, is Scottish. You might know her... Uh, as Igrid from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Uh, also, Harry Treadaway, who is not American either. Uh, plays Paul. Uh, he and- plays Paul. He's from England. This is back when back when I first watched this movie and I talked about it on this show. I was like, this is an example of two European people playing Americans better than most Americans yeah. can play them. Honestly, God. Because they did a fucking awesome job in this um, movie. If you watch a show, if you're a horror fan, you watch a show called Penny Dreadful. Uh, he plays Victor von Frankenstein. Oh, Harry Treadaway? In uh, Penny Dreadful. So. That's, a, that's a movie I've always wanted to pick up. And, or uh, or uh, a show, rather. It's a show I've always wanted to pick up, and I've never, I've never pulled the yeah, trigger on it. Yeah, I will at some point in time. I just don't need more shit to watch right now. <laughs> um, all right, synopsis. A newlywed couple finds their Lake Country honeymoon descend into chaos after Paul finds B wandering and disoriented in the middle of the night. That's a very vague synopsis. It really a is. very vague synopsis. Yeah. Let me just start off with one thing. The very go, first, go the very first note that I took, yeah, after watching this movie, uh-huh. and I quote, yeah, fuck, this movie was effective. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It really and was. It was. Yeah. Oh my god. The the performances by these two actors is spellbinding. Like it is so believable and it is so real and well, you unco- feel and it's so, it's you so, feel for these act like these it's, characters. It's so like, uncomfortable oh. too. Like it, Mike texted me at one point and he's like this movie's giving me anxiety. It really was. Like because they they have uh okay. A little peek behind the curtain. I I was just recently dating somebody, right? Mhm. And it, and it fell apart. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Fucking but, bitch. But but <laughs> the the after they get to this lake house, and the first things start happening, and one person is trying to like put up this charade that everything is fine, but the other person sees right through it, is so real, and it's what a lot of people, myself included, have you know go through when a, a, when a relationship ends. Right. And when something is just off, you know, and you're not talking about it, and there's just this cloud in the air, this movie portrayed that so incredibly well and so lifelike. Yeah. That it was, it gave me anxiety because it was something that I had just recently gone through, and it was like, it was so spot on. Like the, like the, the falling apart of a, yeah, of like, a relationship. Like, like the, like the husband knows that there's something wrong, and she's just not. She's just acting like everything's fine, and, and he doesn't. Clearly, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to come right out and accuse her yeah, of anything. Yeah, exactly. And there's clearly a disconnect between the two of them. Right. But but, but they're not really acting on it, mm-hmm. and it's awkward. Yeah. And it's and and like I I just I can't stress enough how amazing these performances were. His his demeanor, his demeanor, like because. Like and and I'll say this too. Like you said, it's very realistic. Kind of the breakdown of the relationship, even at the beginning when their relationship seems pretty pretty picturesque. Yeah, it's very believable. Like they, yes, they talk yes. to each other. They the, have the relationship that everybody wants. They talk like, to each other the way my wife and I talk to each other. Mm-hmm. It's not like a it's not a movie couple where everything is like uh, like hyper romantic and and uh it not you know not not to say that my wife and i are romantic but like they make crass jokes to each other yeah. and they you know they they're they, real yeah they're real they're very they're real. very real and it's very believable and that's what that's what instantly made this movie click for me the yeah. first time i watched it and then the breakdown of the relationship is equally as real oh, it, it it really 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 is i and... did notice i did notice on the second viewing uh, that Rose Leslie's American accent does break quite a few times. She's still an amazing I, actress. Honestly, when it's I was just, watching it, I didn't even. It's notice. just because I I focus on that stuff a lot. Accents. In all fairness, though, she might be American, but who's to say that she didn't come from somewhere else? Well, she is. Who's to say? Well, in the movie, she's French Canadian. Well, so actually, maybe I'm even. You're fine. Maybe she's an even an, an even better actress than I than I'm thinking, and she's not so much breaking her accent as she is just injecting a little bit of French Canadian into maybe. her accent. I think you're giving her an out, but maybe. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It like, could I, be, though. Honestly, God, it could be. Either way, she's an amazing actress. Uh, Harry Treadaway is is an awesome actor. Uh, they both did a great job. Basically, what you have is uh, she... He wakes up in the middle of the night at one point to find her gone. Uh-huh. Long story short, mm-hmm. he goes out looking for her in the woods. His his reaction to her being gone is like so realistic because it's it was, like it, it was very loving. Like it was very like I'm well, super worried about you. Like what? Well, like he even like 
at one point, you don't see this in a lot of other movies. Like you always see guys being kind of stoic, and uh, and not really like. I guess I, I hate to keep going back to this, but not like real about it. But like yeah. at one point in time when he's searching for her in the woods, he just stops because he, he feels like she's pulling some kind of goof and he just yells out into the night. He's just like, please, you know, yeah, like, please just stop. Like, I, I, this isn't funny anymore. And you don't see that kind of like vulnerability in, in male men, characters, in yeah. men in movies very often. Like they're always just like the hard ass, like strong dudes. But like, you just see this guy's like he's reduced to this like kind of he's 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 very much a guy that is worried about his wife yeah like through and through and for good reason mm-hmm. <laughs> like once yeah. he once he finds her i was uh, i i said this during the short film episode when there's somebody with their back turned to you mm-hmm. in a horror movie there's something so much more scary about that mm-hmm. because he he finally comes upon her especially in, when they're naked in the woods well he comes up <laughs> on her in the woods and rose leslie's a, a beautiful woman but she's also very she's also very uh skinny and pale because mm-hmm. she's a redhead mm-hmm. she's a redhead from scotland she's like super pale so seeing her body like her naked body like against the backdrop of a dark forest and she's all dirty and, and she's she all just like, sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb but she's also got her back turned to him so it's like it's, it's super creepy yeah and her, yeah it's her back's all bony and stuff bit. she kind of looks like an alien and uh and and he goes up to her and he he kind of like just sort of gently tries to see what's going on and she wakes up and like screams and so they kind of just write it off as like a a sleepwalking sort of thing well and and before this just to give like like the before this he knew something was up because she would she was making breakfast one morning she goes oh i'm making french toast no this was after was that after well regardless but she's making breakfast and uh and he smells something burning and he goes over to the, the stove and he goes and she was saying that she was making french toast but she didn't batter the bread at all she just put the bread on she goes, oh, well, I forgot. You know, I must have, I must, or I, I knew what I was doing and this and that. She goes, well, at least I made coffee. And he goes to pour coffee, and it's just water. And when he opens up the top, there's chocolate chips in there. No, not chocolate chips. It's, it's, it's unground beans. <laughs> chocolate chips. It looked like chocolate chips to me. Yes. No, it was, it was, because it was, because it was a, per, it was like an old school percolator pot. Yeah. You have to grind the beans and like put it, put them in the top, and then it you know percolates and, and the, mixes the coffee. And the stuff, chocolate chips like, would have came out like hot chocolate. Yeah, you would have just had hot chocolate. That would have been point. awesome, <laughs> regardless of which, it looked like chocolate <laughs> chips. <laughs> you stupid idiot! Oh, I love that. Um, no, but do? but that part in itself, like we're making light of it right now, but that scene is really creepy because mm-hmm. it's like, what the hell is going on with her that? She's she's forgetting how to do very yeah. basic things, and there's and there's genuine concern in his eyes, like and and for the for the longest time in this movie, I I legitimately thought this was a movie about her, like having a mental Just break, losing, like her losing her mind. Yeah, something happened, and she's losing her mind. Right, and this movie did a really really good job of making you think that that's exactly what was happening. Well, but, until but it, it but, doesn't. <laughs> but it gives it. But it also gives you the sense that maybe he's losing it a little bit. Did you get that at all? Well, like, because, he said something in the very beginning that I think was just meant to throw you off a little bit. Like what? The whole part where uh, he says, "You better uh, rest your womb." Mm-hmm. And and I kept going back to that. Like they they had had a a. a Mighty fine fuck session, <laughs> to put it mildly, and um 
And they wake up in the morning, though, and he goes, well, you better rest your womb. And she looks back at him, and she's like, why did you say that? Like, that's that's a weird thing to say. And he goes, oh, well, I just, because I fucked the shit out of you last night. Right. And that's actually, I think, almost quote what he says. Well, she fucked you so hard or something like that. Well, like, no, she says, she says, why would you say it like that? Like, do you want to? Do you want to have a baby? Yeah, or she something? took it like that, but like. And then he's it, like, he kind of backtracks. He's like, "No, thing. I just meant it because I fucked you so hard last night." <laughs> it was a weird thing for him to say, though. So you right. almost think that he's the one, right? Like at first, I think that was just, that was just kind of a kind a, of a misdirect, sort a of misdirect. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I, I, I don't even know where to go next though because there's so much about this movie that I want to talk about, and we can't obviously get to it. Yeah. Um, they they end up meeting a couple though, uh, down in town. Uh, she knows she knows him, and he is married now. Right. They and I'm not going to give too much away. They end up becoming sort of a not a focal part, but a big part of the story, as far as explaining things. Explaining things. Um, I am. And he, uh, the husband, though, because of what's going on, and certain things that happen, gets a little bit paranoid, thinking that maybe there's something going on between her and this old fling, and, right. and, and yada yada. And so there's a lot of layers to this movie in the sense of you trying to figure out who is really crazy, who's doing what, this and that. Right. Um, all right, I gotta ask you, how much of this ending do you want to give away? Because this um, this movie literally turns itself on a head. <laughs> I, I I think I think <laughs> we can I think we can talk about this one without giving a lot away. Okay. Because, it, it, yeah, it, well, first of all, this is on Netflix, so there's no reason not to watch it. Yeah. Every Everybody in the world has Netflix, yes. so go go on a Netflix, watch Honeymoon, because it's a really cool movie. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, that being said. We're spoiling some things, so if you need to go watch it and then come back to this, well, let's since, not give away the saying, end since altogether. I though. have a habit of spoiling everything. I'm gonna yeah. let you take it from here because I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, I want to get into a little bit more of a the philosophical side of this. Like to me, I I watched this movie. Uh, I've I've seen it twice now, and I and I thought this both times. I think that I think that there's more of a message than what's just going on on the surface. Do you think it has to do with baby making? I th- kind of. But I, I think that uh, I think that it has to do with how things change after you're married mm-hmm. and after you start having children. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's so many lines in the movie where like he's asking her like what is going on with you? Like where's the woman that I married? Like why why are you acting like this? And it's She's going through things like in within the confines of this movie they're really like kind of terrible things but like you could kind of in a in a real life sense take it as like they got married they were newlyweds and they had the honeymoon portion yeah. where they got to the cabin and everything was hunky dory and they were having a really good time and then there's one part where he walks in on her and he sees her in the mirror in the bathroom reciting lines saying uh, basically making excuses for why she doesn't want to have sex. Yeah. She's saying, "Oh, I just have this terrible headache. Like, I took two. T- I took two Advil, and it, and then she stops herself and she goes back and she goes, "I took two. I took two Tylenol, but it's just not touching this headache." And he's like, he doesn't know what to think about that. And so later that night, Bitches. He, later that <laughs> night, he goes to try and make a move on her, and she says the exact, exact same thing. thing. Well, he did it though, I think, to to get that response out, right? Because he wanted to know if she was going to say it to him. Right. But I'm, so then, so then there's that, and then there's like just this idea that this is this is a big spoiler. I'm sorry, but she's 
she's going through what seems to be somewhat of a pregnancy. <laughs> sure. Is it, that's, I'm, I know that's giving a lot sure. away. But throughout that, she her personality is changing. Things about her are changing, and he can't understand it. He can't, can't comprehend it, and he just wants his wife back to where she was when he first married her. This is all taking place over the course of four days, but the way that I took it was it's kind of... I hate to sound like a complete asshole who's reading into things too much, but I took it as like a commentary for getting married and the honeymoon portion of the marriage is over and then having children. And there's a lot of people who go through this kind of stuff in real life to where it's like, where, like, where's this person that I married? Why are you acting like this? Like when she's quote unquote pregnant, she's acting crazy. And it's like, it's, you know, like, and I'm not trying to say this. Uh, I'm I'm not trying to demean women at all, for you know, like while they're no, like not, for acting not, crazy while they're pregnant. It's not the my wife, it's hormonal change. My like, wife like has been my wife has been pregnant twice, and she could tell you just as much as I can that there's there's a lot of changes that go on. Yeah, in, that's not, in, that's not in, bad. in the if mood and the attitude and stuff like that. And that's kind of the way, like, reading into this movie deeper than what's just on the surface, that's kind of the way that I took it. Yeah. It's kind of no, a, it's kind of a metaphor right. for what people who go through, uh, what people go through in marriage and pregnancy and bearing children and stuff like that. I think you're absolutely right. I you think, think so? I think that you're. Well, I think that you're 100 percent right. Okay, I'm glad that you're. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know I, if I, I was just being. If, if no, I was just I picked, reading into stuff too much. Too. I absolutely picked it up too, and I think that if you went into this movie on like a second watch with that in mind, you'll probably pick up a lot more stuff. Yeah. I really do. Um, but yeah, like I said, without without giving the without giving the ending away, which we're leaving a lot out, but just watch it because it's so good. Um, yeah, the, I. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> Mike's, know. Why. Mike's starting to stutter, which means I, I think it's time to wrap it up. Because I want to give the end away so bad, but I'm not going to do it. Don't and do I, it. There's not much else that I can really I say it, without doing it. There's a there's a revelation at the end of this movie that just kind of throws like it really throws you. Yeah. And it's just like, oh shit, that's yeah. not what I expected, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I there, there's so much more that I want to talk about this movie, but I'm not going to because getting into it is really going to spoil it, and I don't want. And this particular movie, I don't want to spoil. I think you and I are probably going to end up having a conversation about this movie later. The second this episode ends because this could be one of the it. movies that yeah. we talk about for like three hours. There's, yeah, it's 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 a very depthful movie. A depth. Depthful. It's not a word. Made it up. Johnny. Quo- Johnny Depthful. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm coining that word right now. <laughs> depthful. Um. Anyway, I think that's all we have to say about that movie because we've already given a ton away. Yeah. Let's just wrap it up right there. Yeah. Um. Uh, Honeymoon from 2014. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Watch it's it. Well, 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 well worth your time. Uh, Lovely Molly, if you want to watch that, is on Shutter. Shutter also, and, well worth your time. And Seventh Moon is at Mike's house on DVD. So just get a hold of Mike. Yeah, you know what? Don't. It's not worth it. <laughs> Don't. So anyway, I you think win, that... You win some, you lose some, all right? <laughs> I think that does it for this week, boys. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, and Horror Amino at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. 
And you can find J-Rodge on all social media at Ocean Recording and www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. Yeah, baby. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, I think if you can take anything away from our episode, it's basically... Uh, don't get married. Your wives will kill you. Yep. Yeah, don't get married. Your wives <laughs> will kill you. Well, Jay, <laughs> here's to us, my man. <laughs> we got a limited amount of time. Cheers, Cheers boys. <laughs> to life. <laughs>